gotta have the right touch. Nobody can start this car but me. The bill comes with three hundred and two dollars. Three hundred bucks. Three hundred bucks? No, hey, that's bullshit, Terry. No, oh. if it was horseshit, the whole car was from three hundred bucks, Look, Terry. I, I charge you. If I catch the guy that caused this, I'll break his neck. What the hell is that? What would you say you do here? It's Stone's Weekly Dose. Very hard to say my name correctly. I'm like Brian. Yeah, Brian. What's your deal, man? Well, you know what us ultra-liberals say. When it comes to drugs, lies are okay. Your midweek download destination. Finally, it's cool to be a Chattanooga. Finally, it's cool to embrace this city. When some of us have been saying this for 25 years. Mic drop. Turn off the podcast. It's Stone's Weekly Dose. Note to self, don't die. Welcome in to the Stone on Air podcast, a weekly dose for September 6, 2017. Another day in the life. As the hourglass turns, you have found the most listened to, the most downloaded, the most easily accessible podcast in the city of Chattanooga. Like, share, and always love. Rate and review if you get a chance. Already into September, man. Football's back. Cooler temperatures are right around the corner. Winter will be here before you know it. The dreaded, nasty, dark, cold, wet, disgusting winter that everybody who's bitching about summer right now is going to wish would go away. It's all coming before you know it. Time flies. You know what I say. It ain't got a damn thing to do with whether you're having any fun or not. Appreciate you finding the show, however it is that you find it. At Stone on Air on all social media is how you can get a hold of me. At Stone on Air on, uh, or I should say, Stone on Air at Gmail is what I should say, is the email address. If you'd like to shoot an email, stoneonair.com is the website, which is uh, still a very bland, boring site at this point. I don't put a lot of effort into it anymore. I got a guy working on a new one right now, and I've got a whole new life plan coming up here pretty soon that I'm going to explain to you in the uh, Stone's Throw segment. And uh, when I say a whole new life plan that I'm going to explain to you, I'm going to kind of aimlessly, haphazardly throw out some ideas and kind of go from there. So I'll do that here in the uh, the Stone's Throw segment. Um, also, before we get to that here shortly, the uh, DACA, it is the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, um, uh, I guess it's not legislation because it was an executive order back in 2012 from the former president, uh, Barack Obama, and that is now the new hot button issue. That's the one we got to get all mad about this week. And the social justice warriors are out, and sometimes I like what the social justice warriors have to say, and sometimes I think they're absolutely out of their minds. I take each individual situation and I evaluate it for what it is and for what it means and how important or unimportant or how closely observed people uh, have spent on these certain issues. Sometimes it's just like, hey, what's that headline? Oh, snap. Oh, shit. Oh, man. We got to react. React. Re reaction. I want to hear what you have to say about this. And then it turns into a week of people screaming about stuff, whether it's a statue or a flag or now this um this this led again executive order from uh, President Obama, which on the surface I'm, I don't I, I don't think is a bad thing, and I don't have a problem with it. 
but it is kind of one of those be careful what you wish for kind of situations when your guy is in charge. And so we'll talk about that here before Stone's Throw segment as well. The Georgia Tech-Tennessee game was uh, over the Labor Day weekend. Hopefully you enjoyed a long weekend. I didn't. I didn't. I did not at all, as a matter of fact. It was nice to have a day and a half. See, when you guys talk about these three-day weekends, I barely get a day and a half out of these extended ones. But um, it was nice to have a day and a half to, to not have to deal with a whole lot outside of the mass mess I kind of created for myself And I'll get into that here in the final segment of the show, and it has to do with parking tickets, and it has to do with breaking the law, and it has to do with arrogance, and it has to do with thinking that you are more important or more potentially special than uh, than anybody else around, which I'm guilty of, you're guilty of, the mass, you know, asshole public walking around is guilty of, and it came back to bite me really, really, really good. And it's all my fault. <laughs> it's, it's all my fault. But I'm going to have a little fun with it in the final segment of the show. So the DACA coming up here in just a handful of minutes. First, we'll start with the Georgia Tech-Tennessee game. This is the kind of conversation I go back to talking about the college football world and the NFL world and the argument of which one is better. It, this is the same argument as anything in real life. Like, you know, when you, I, I always say the answer's in the back of the book. I know what your answer is. I already know it. I need you to make sense in formulating that opinion. Same thing is with these sports. If you love college football, good for you. Good for you. That's fine. That's fine. If you love the NFL, great. I do too. I agree with you. The NFL are, are, are the pros. College football are less than the minor leagues. These are children that barely know how to play this game. But so many people just absolutely lose their collective shit over these games. And there's fights in the stands because of it. And I know there's fights in all sports and there's all kinds of issues because of idiots everywhere. But it really does seem to be a Southern thing that people really get so worked up and so frustrated and lose their mind over children playing football. These are 18, not usually 18, but sometimes 18, 19 often, 20 all the time, 21 regularly, and almost never older than that playing into these games. The next time you rely on an 18, 19, or 20-year-old kid to do something well, well, you're in a scenario that I'm not familiar with. So when the guy can't complete the the drive worth a damn, or the kid can't, you know, fundamentally complete the task that the the, the coach lays out there in very difficult fashion, I'm not surprised. To me, college football is a celebration of mediocrity. It is pageantry at its finest, no doubt. Uh, The not just Southern, but United States University and campus celebrations, I do believe should be appreciated, especially if you have some kind of tie to the to the school. If you went there, if your son goes there, if your mom or dad went there, your brother went there. But, the, you know, these, these, these Alabama fans, half of them didn't even go to community college, let alone the, the University of Alabama. Same deal with Tennessee. We got UTC, University of Tennessee at Chattanooga, people f- flipping their lid over some... Tennessee Vols game with half the players they've never heard of, and they got a team right here, UTC Mox, they don't give a damn about. It's like it's it's, it's a celebration of mediocrity. If you love your school, if you love your alma mater, if you love your kids and their association with the with the involvement with the school, all that makes sense. But for some reason, you're just this hardcore college football fan, and you don't have any connection to it. it doesn't make any sense to me. And this has got to, this is ridiculous. And even you Vols fans have to understand this. What the hell is the deal with this garbage can? Did y'all see this last Sunday night? 
over Labor Day weekend. Excuse me, it wasn't Sunday. It was Monday. It was Monday night. It was the uh, the the the, long, the quote unquote long weekend. They have a freaking garbage can that they prominently kept showing on the on the sidelines, running around, holding up in the air. What? <laughs> Your program has been synonymous with trash, mess, dumpster fire, and you bring out a garbage can. How the mighty have fallen in Knoxville. A couple other notes from that uh, rundown from that uh, that weekend. They had the two games, the, the Alabama and Florida State game on Saturday. Mercedes-Benz Stadium certainly does look like a palace. Have you guys seen this? Have you seen the, uh, the, the flybys or any of the renderings or any of the time-lapse videos that have been recorded and released over the last six months, eight months, year? Well, it's a reality now. And it looks like a freaking palace. I'm not going to sit through a boring-ass Falcons game, but I do have tickets with a buddy of mine, Ernie Dempsey, who I'm meeting to, uh, as you listen to this, if you catch it first thing on Wednesdays, I'll probably be having that meeting with him right now as I discuss some uh, some future things in uh, the employment world. But he's a big soccer guy, and he's got us tickets for the final home game of the Atlanta United. So I hope to be able to check out Mercedes-Benz Stadium Boy, it looks incredible. Titans opening day is coming up this weekend. That will be, let's see, the 6th, 7th, 8th, that'll be the 9th or 10th? 10th. That'll be the 10th. Looking forward to that. And then, uh, as mentioned before, the UTC Mocs, my favorite college football team, will be at LSU, which is a waste of time. Shouldn't be happening. I'm not a fan of the crossover on this. I don't care that the school gets a check. I know they need money, and I hope UTC thrives. I'm, I did not go to UTC. I went to Chattanooga State Technical Community College and intend to go back to CSCTCC one of these days to uh, just sharpen up on some things and maybe get an associate's and maybe even further some kind of other certificate. That isn't the goal long term. But So I am not an alumni of the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga, but I am... A, a big fan of the Mox football program and basketball program, and really the, all the sports all the way around, as they are a very successful mid-major team on just the sports that nobody cares about or the non-revenue-enhancing sports, if you will. So UTC at LSU to get their teeth kicked in, and then uh, we'll get we'll get on to some more uh, competitive competition and look forward to a fun season with Mox football. All right, so all my sports hating f- listeners, I'm. Apologize. Coming up in Stone's Throw, you don't have to do what it is you've always done, and you can maybe even not have to have a job at all. Wait, what? Get into that here in just a minute. First, we'll start with the DACA. It is the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, and that's what everybody on social media is blowing up about. And I'm I'm not going to come here and act like I'm this big supporter and understand understanding completely of this executive order, but it does seem like overall it seems relatively harmless. But, I mean, I get it. I mean, this is this is political posturing. This is uh, party uh, posturing. And that's what Trump is now going to do. And that's what the Democrats would do before with Obama. And then George W. would do before that. And that's what's going to happen next when uh, Trump is inevitably beat for, uh, if not in 2020, in 2024. This is the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. And what I... I find very difficult to deal with is on social media, and I don't get engaged with anybody hardly ever. I, I I don't argue. I don't go back and forth. Is just this all of a sudden uproar, like this uproar of just this is terrible. This can't happen. This is this is awful. It's kind of like a South Park episode. <laughs> out here yelling rabble 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 isn't going to help anything but we don't know what else to do 
Back to the Future, South Park, and Office Space are often referenced on this show if you haven't figured that out by now. But lots of people on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, mostly Facebook and Twitter, just screaming about the, uh, the, the DACA. It is an American immigration policy founded by the Obama administration in June 2012. DACA allows certain illegal immigrants who enter the country as minors to receive a renewable two-year period of deferred action from deportation and grants them eligibility for work permits. From the history of it is President Barack Obama announced a policy with the speech in the Rose Garden of the White House on June 15, 2012, so a little over five years ago. Republican Party leaders at the time, and still throughout and now, denounced the program as an abuse of executive power. And it's hard to argue against that. That's me talking. This is just this is just the wiki page of it. I've got um, one or two other things here to get to in just a second. In 2013, Representative uh, Steve King, Republican from Iowa, led an amendment that stated... The point here is the president does not have the authority to waive immigration law, nor does he have the authority to create it out of thin air. And he's done both in this respect. Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan, issued this statement on September 5th, which would have been Tuesday. However well-intentioned, President Obama's DACA program was a clear abuse of executive authority, an attempt to create law out of thin air. Congress writes laws, not the president. This is a very lengthy uh, statement. I'm only just picking a little bit out of it. The president's announcement does not revoke permits immediately. And it is not, excuse me, and it is important that those affected have clarity on how this interim period will be carried out. At the heart of this issue are the young people who came to this country through no fault of their own. It is my hope that the House and Senate, with the president's leadership, will be able to find consensus on a permanent legislative solution that includes ensuring that those who have done nothing wrong can still contribute as a valued part of this great country. Now, for all the things I might say about Paul Ryan that I, you know, is, is less than favorable, at least the guy still knows how to be respectable. And he's right. The, the president, no matter who your guy is or your girl is or your, your, the person you vote for, shouldn't abuse their powers and the same thing president obama did george w bush did it and i don't have examples in my head immediately that can give you all the examples of where president clinton did it but it's all the presidents and when it happens you're like oh man this is great we're getting stuff done around here we're getting stuff done it's be careful what you wish for precedents matter i know millennials and young people don't even probably know what the word precedent means or even uses it in their vocabulary. But precedents, past precedents, do matter going forward. And when you're all happy that your guy's doing things, you know, he's not King George, he's not King Barack, and he's not King Trump. But they have power to do some of these executive orders. And as we've seen plenty with President Obama, we've seen plenty with President Don Trump as well. Just a real quick look here as to what exactly this is. What is the DACA, which is the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals? Well, here's the requirements to meet to be able to at least be considered in this program, which basically gives you citizenship. It's not even citizenship, but it's the the feel, the, the perception of citizenship through a work visa for two years, and then you have to keep renewing. 
you had to come to the United States before your 16th birthday, that you were under the age of 31 as of this executive order in June of 2012, have completed high school or a GED, have been honorably discharged from, from the armed forces, or are enrolled in school. Now, it does seem to appear that at least they're trying to make sure that the quality human beings, whether they're white-skinned, black-skinned, brown-skinned, whatever, are getting some kind of fair shake. You know what else they're getting out of it? Potential votes. That's why they push the order through. You know why Trump wants to make this go away? Votes. Because white people don't want any loopholes for immigrants getting in. And when I say white people, I don't mean all of us. I'm a white guy, too. I don't really care. I've mentioned it in past podcasts. I don't really care about this. I got more important stuff to worry about. But old, rich, conservative, Republican, white men and women don't want Mexicans taking our jobs. You know, we got to... Standing out here yelling, rabble, 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 isn't going to help anything. But we don't know what else to do. Rabble, 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 rabble. So there's rabble, rabble, rousers, rousers, rabble, rousers on, on either side of this. And if you want more information of this, you want to read the nuts and bolts of it. It's very boring. You won't, uh, you won't get a lot of satisfaction out of it unless you actually want real information. You can go to the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services website, uscis.gov. I'm sure you won't or anybody for that matter, because there's a stupid-ass YouTube video that we're all going to watch next. Do you not like your job? I don't like mine anymore, and I'm thinking about just not going. This is Stone's Throw. Heads up! It's Stone's Throw. Wait, what? Oh, whoa! Back up the truck. What are you talking about? Is technology making us mentally ill? Look at me, I'm stupid, I can't do math. This is not making sense to the young adult anymore, and they're tired of it. Does that satisfy you? Are you satisfied now? (sighs) Well, we all generally hate our jobs, and that's not true. Sometimes people have jobs they like. It's just not very often. And I've been kind of thrown into a position here. I talked about it last week in some other small, more vague mentions in the last couple weeks about how my day job, my regular corporate America, and this wasn't even really that corporate. It was a local company, so it was handled a lot different. But it was still a drag at times. But overall, I had a good situation. That's why I never left. 15 years. Kept doing the same thing over and over again. And sometimes you get stuck. You start thinking to yourself, and I think we all deal with this to some degree, that we all sit back and just think, well, this is all there is, right? I mean, what else am I supposed to do? Like, I can't do anything else. And you start using those, like, real absolutes, you know, those absolute words and those definitive statements, like, well, what the hell else can I do? I can't do anything else. This is all I've ever known. This is all I could ever do. And then some, and then you sit back and you think, I'm 37, I'm 33, I'm 34, I'm 29, I'm 41. I'm throwing out numbers here, obviously. These are self-imposed limitations that we often put on ourselves because it is the the rat race of capitalistic America. I've said it many, many times. I love being here. Don't want to go anywhere else. I'm happy with this country and happy with with, with, with the opportunities that I've been given and the opportunities I'll continue to have. But it is a product of this this economic system. Lots of people love their communism all over the world. Totalitarianism and communism are not the same thing. 
People think they are because they just, you know, semantics and 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 people say, oh, God, communists, uh, terrible, horrible, horrible. Well, yeah, no, we don't love that idea. But a, a, a totalitarian government and communist government, socialized government, they're not all the same thing. Now, they always get lumped together, but they're not. In a lot of communist economic systems around the world, you find lots of of, of different kind of polling. You find less mental illness. You find less... Uh, depression. You find uh, a lot of different mindsets because they don't know any better. And they're generally taken care of and do not know what it's like to be in pure poverty. Now, I'm talking about the more developed nations of communist and socialist ideals. Now, all that to be said, I still like it here, and I think capitalism for especially white dudes like myself works out best. But it sometimes beats you into a corner and makes you think, oh, my God, what can I do? I got I got all these bills to pay. I got the car payment. I got the house payment. I got to pay for my, my, my little girl's uh, dance recital the next week. And I got to do this and I got to do that. And I can't get out of this rut. And I got to stay here and I can't do anything else. There are no other options. I think that happens to a lot of people and it's not true. You have plenty of options. Well, luckily for me, I don't have dance recitals or any of these other stupid things to do. I call them stupid because I don't want to have anything to do with them. Like I mentioned in the, in past shows, I am the most selfish person you'll ever meet. I'm the most quality selfish person you'll ever meet because I'm only worried about myself. And within a month into mid-October, there's a very good chance that I will no longer have a job that I've had for 15 years. And it was terrifying at first. And now I'm kind of excited about it because I don't have to keep doing the same thing I've always been doing. I don't have to just go along with the status quo because first of all, status ain't about to be quo anymore. There are other options. I can create my own income. I can take this new media concept with old traditional media concepts and and with the countless and just plethora of amount of people, quality people that I know in this city, I can make my own living. I don't have to do all this stupid stuff that I'm used to, and it makes me, quote, once again, one of the three main, quote, movie-slash-television pop culture quotes you get on this podcast. Back to the Future, South Park, and Office Space. So, where do you uh, work? I sit in a cubicle. It doesn't really matter. I, uh, I don't like my job, and uh, I don't think I'm going to go anymore. You're just not going to go? Yeah. Won't you get fired? I don't know. But I really don't like it, and uh, I'm not going to go. <laughs> so you're going to quit? Nah, not really. Uh, I'm just going to stop going. <laughs> uh, when did you decide all of that? About an hour ago. Really? Yeah. About an hour ago. <laughs> so are you going to get another job? I don't think I'd like another job. Yeah, I don't, I don't really want another job either. I don't think I'd like another job. Not one that is what I'm used to for the majority of my adult life. And I'm going to go out and I'm going to take the last chance I have to be bold and last chance I have to take a major risk in life. And I'm not going to go get a, co a corporate job, a clock in, clock out job, a salary negotiated job. I'm going to give this a try for a little while. Now, I'm going to cover my bases. I have meetings every day this week with, from people from like Mike Dewar to Ernie Dempsey to uh, Carter Garrett later this week. I met with Jed Mescon last week. I'm meeting with people every single day and weighing all my options. But this whole bullshit idea of sitting around in an office for the rest of my life in a cubicle just because that's what I'm quote-unquote supposed to do? Nah, man. That's not how it works anymore. Not for me. 
Not right now. Now, if it doesn't work, that's fine. Just like I was when I bitch about the old radio station that I'm glad I'm not associated with anymore. And that 10 to 12 show, Fred the Show on Fraud Radio, excuse me, Talk Radio 102.3, that wasteland of a radio show. Just give me an opportunity to fail. Just give me an opportunity to fail. If I try this idea that I'm still not entirely sure what it is, then fine. If it fails, I'm out. And I'll go back to what I'm used to, corporate world, and then I'll figure it out from there. But I'm in my last chance right now, pushing 40 years old, 37 and a half years old. It's time to take a risk, and it's time to stop doing things just because, oh, well, that's just how it goes. That's just how we do things. No, I don't think so. And uh, I'm excited about it, and I'm sure by next week I'll be depressed and crying myself to sleep about it. So I don't know. We'll see. This is the Dead Kennedys. It is a a remake of the, uh, I'm almost positive that it was initially a David Allen Coe song. Johnny Paycheck made it the most popular version of the Dead Kennedys. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. I had a pretty crappy weekend. All in all, in the grand scheme of things, I'm going to be fine. And it cost me a lot of money. And I got a citation of sorts that I had to get settled up whether I liked it or not. I'll tell you about that coming up next on the Stone on Air podcast. It is the weekly dose for September 6th, 2017. And I will be right back. I'm going to need you to go ahead and come in tomorrow. So if you could be here around 9, that would be great. Thanks. Corporate accounts payable, Nina speaking. Just a moment. Corporate accounts payable, Nina speaking. Just a moment. Corporate accounts payable, Nina speaking. Just a moment. More of Stone on Air coming up. I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo. At stoneonair.com. How do you sleep at night? My car! You! You liar! You know what I'm gonna do about this? What? Nothing! Because if I take it to small claims court, it'll just drain eight hours out of my life, and you probably won't show up. And if I finally got the judgment, you'd just stiff me anyway. So what I'm gonna do is piss and moan like an impotent jerk, and then bend over and take it up the tailpipe! You've been here before, haven't you? Y'all ready for a sad song? Ain't been the best years before. Yep. Everything else so in between. It seems so incomplete. What a stupid weekend I had uh, Labor Day weekend. Living in my car. It ain't that bad. It's been broken hearts. And it really hadn't been all that bad. It's been a pretty good year. Welcome back to the Stone on Air podcast. It is the weekly dose for September 6, 2017. And 
I only overly dramatically go down this road because of how awful Labor Day weekend ended up being for me. And it's it's all my own doing. I'm not the guy that blames everybody else, even though I might initially because I overreact to things just like everybody else does because that's an American thing. I, it was all me. I, 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 I did stupid stuff that got me in, in, in trouble over the weekend and not big trouble. But it it comes around with uh, parking tickets. And so that's why, again, Back to the Future, Office Space, and South Park. Just got to have the right touch. Nobody can start this car but me. Yeah, the bill comes with $302. $300? Bucks. 300 bucks? No, hey, that's bullshit, Terry. No, oh. if it was horseshit, the whole car was from 300 that. bucks, Look, Terry. I, I charge you. If I catch the guy that caused this, Standing out here yelling, rabble, <laughs> so. rabble, rabble isn't going to help anything. But we don't know what else to do. So I'll just get right to it. So Labor Day weekend rolls around. And two things that I generally live by, which is one, I don't pay to park. And two, I don't wait for a table at a restaurant or a bar. That's because I know the city too well to pay to park or wait for a table. I go to Nashville. I'll pay to park. I'll wait for a table. I go to Atlanta. Same deal. Any, you know, Most other places... I will because I don't know the landscape. I know Chattanooga too well to be paying for parking and to be waiting for a table. Now, forget about the table part because that's another conversation for another day. But the paying to park thing is finally coming back to bite me in the ass. And so before I go down that direction, I pulled a few things here because there is a little bit of a confusion about exactly how parking violations, citations, fines, and how and who is over which areas. There's a little confusion there. And I'll go back to a Nuga.com letter to the editor, if you will, from a couple years ago. And this is from about three or four years ago as well. It was when there was a shift in how the city was going to handle their parking violations and, and their parking enforcement. And I'm still a little confused as to who's doing what. 60,000 citations issued in Chattanooga in first year of private enforcement. That's 2004. So that's, you know, that's a solid three, over three years ago, roughly. The city's meter readers are using new technology and aggressive enforcement to clear out deadbeat parkers and reopen spaces to customers who are willing to pay. But there's a price to hiring Carta's green clad parking enforcers to police a citizenry used to parking wherever and whenever it seems convenient. And that's kind of where I fell into, a lifelong citizen of this area. I don't pay to park. Revenue from parking enforcement, November 12, 48,000, and then escalates all the way to November, excuse me, October 2013 to nearly $96,000. So they, in, in the middle part, later to the mid part of the decade, they started to really enforce parking, which they obviously didn't for a very long time. I'm still a little confused as to the difference between Chattanooga Parking Authority and Republic Parking itself. I'm not exactly sure of the difference. It seems like there's some bleed over. I'm not entirely sure. Citations between 12 and 13 were 60,000, 192 daily average. Where your late fees go. After 10 days, the cost of a ticket goes up from $11 to 4150. The late fees of that $41.50, a dollar goes to state taxes, $5 to the fire and police pension fund, $3 to the city's technology fund, and that leaves $32.50 left over for the Chattanooga Parking Authority to split with the city. Again, I'm not entirely sure where 
Republic parking comes into this. But that's where I was over the weekend on a Saturday. I decided, you know what? I There's nowhere to park. I'm parking in this place. It's not a spot. And I'm going to go grab a bite. And then I'm going to go home. And I'm not going to spend any money. And I'm going to keep this cheap. And I'm going to go home. Well, I stay at the Blue Plate, the local 191, for many, many hours watching football and uh, not even drinking heavily because I knew, again, circumstantial stuff with uh, other people I knew was coming up. So I was I was keeping all that in mind. Next thing you know, I've got a boot on my car over uh, in that lot down by the Lookout Stadium across from Ross's Landing. And look, at like that's going to cost me in the neighborhood of $300 damn dollars, a little bit less than that, but not much. And then I'm Ubering all over the city, and the next thing you know, I'm almost domestic, uh, disturbancing the world. It was a disastrous night. A disaster. And so Sunday rolled around, and I said, you know what? Damn it. I am calling this a night. I am grounding myself. I had people calling me, texting me, saying, come on, man. Don't, don't stay in all night. This was uh, Sunday before Labor Day. I was like, you know what? Shut up and leave me alone. I was supposed to go out for a few minutes and have a few drinks. The next thing I know, I was uh, getting my car booted. Uh, it cost me two, over $300. And at the end, in a, 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 a screaming match with people that I care about. It's like, oh my God, I can't do this. I can't do it. I'm done. I quit. And then I quit for Sunday and Monday of Labor Day. I hope you had fun by the things that I see out there on social media. It looks like most of you did have fun, so good for you. But all I can say right now to myself is... Stop breaking the law, asshole! <laughs> it's that easy. I've been skating by and not paying uh, parking fees and, and, and parking tickets for years now because I thought that I was bigger and better than everybody else, and I didn't really actually think it to that exact wording, but I did think that, no, I don't pay to park. You kidding me? I'm spending money all over this city. I'm a, a, a property owner. I'm a taxpayer. I'm not paying to park. And then it all comes back and kicks me right in the nuts on a Saturday of Labor Day weekend 2017. Stop breaking the law, asshole! <laughs> and so at this point, I think I might just start pain to park but do be wary though of times when people are getting tickets when they're not supposed to i know several people that have gotten i've gotten one at least at one point but i trashed it just like i do all the other uh, citations i get this wasn't a site well, it was a citation but it was totally bogus but i didn't care i just put it in the garbage can this is uh, a couple years ago somebody wrote to the uh to saying hey i had 12 minutes left on my on my on my meter and i still got a ticket and uh, if they hadn't paid attention, then they would have handed over money to the city and to the parking authority or to public parking or whatever who did not deserve it. And uh, that was not a case of somebody breaking the law. And keep an eye out for that. Make sure you check your receipts. Make sure you keep your receipts. Keep records and make sure you're not getting screwed. And be like me and stop breaking the law, asshole! <laughs> and you might be just fine. I got to run. My name is Brian Stone. This is the most listened to, the most downloaded, the most easily accessible podcast in the city of Chattanooga. Like, share, and always love. Rate and review if you get a chance. Do not be a fraud. Stop breaking the law, asshole! <laughs> and the truth is easy to remember and continue to watch this space. See you later, Brian. Like broken hearts and all the parts and everything between. I was on the move and in
Come 